right. Welcome, everybody, to episode nine of Teed Up with Connor and Patrick. We got a very special guest here. Debatable. Yeah, debatable. Debatable. But uh, very special in some people's eyes. Uh, Somebody who a lot of people were uh, wanting to hear from. Freshman year, just finished up. Very, very good year. Uh, Waukee High School legend, some would say. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Price is just currently destroying all of his records. So Price just, is not a Price is a Milwaukee high school guy anymore. Oh, that's it's true. Gone. That's true. Okay, before we get started, I just want a quick shout out Hames Homes. Um, they're our sponsor. They provide comfort in homes in, in Eastern Iowa. So shout out to them. Thanks. Thank you very much to them. But uh, so Peyton, what, what's going on, brother? You're in you're in Des Moines right now. Skipping a week of class, I'm pretty sure. Is that how that goes? Um, I'm, not, I'm not skipping class. My dad wouldn't allow me to be here if I was skipping class. <laughs> Debatable. You just you're, you're just there for like a free week of golf or what? What's going on? Well, that was the plan, but it's like 12 degrees, so I'm yeah. just. Is it raining there? Is it raining? Yeah, it's been it's raining like, for like three days. It's good to rain when you want to golf. Yeah, it's. Not so fun. for those of you who don't know, Peyton is, I. I don't know. Arguably the best golfer on the team. You no. Jabo is Jabo better? Who's Jabo is pretty good. Yeah, he beat me sometimes. It was it was probably between us two, but between the next year's team, there's nobody close. Oh, oh, Josh, Josh Gundale. <laughs> he's not gonna be. Here. <laughs> That's a swing I don't want to see. <laughs> he doesn't know what golf is. Actually, he does. It's big. It, no, he he knows. That's yeah. big. It is big. The, the, the bad golf swing would be Mr. Toussaint, Joe Toussaint. <laughs> I've heard Luca a really bad swing. Oh, God. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> it's like, he, when I tell you it's not safe, Luca would do the, he would finish like one handed, like a <laughs> finish with one hand. He would golf swing finish with one hand. So, how that looks, he wouldn't follow through all the way. He would just go one. And so you could probably hit the ball a quarter mile. That's scary. <laughs> you, would think, you would think the club is like going to fly. Like it. And occasionally, like, you know, you think I make a couple bad divots, like the kid could take a chunk out of the ground. Let me I've never you. seen anyone take a divot on their backswing like Connor McCaffrey. <laughs> <laughs> so much power goes into that swing. It's just not, I don't know. It's the righty, bro. It's the righty. But Okay. We, I want to shout it out though. At one point, you said to me, "Bro, I might need you to just quit basketball and join the tour." What do you <laughs> think? That was a long time ago. <laughs> Where that's when we? I was. That's when I was hot. That's when. I, that's when the kid was hot. coming off a coming off a golf state championship. That was yeah. before I had a basketball. I mean, there was a time I had a golf state championship and not a basketball state championship. I was thinking about things. Yeah. But I mean, where are we at with that right now? Like, where's where's that at in the plans? Oh, it's gone. <laughs> Ship sailed. I quit playing a lot, and I don't know. The short game leaves when you don't play a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know how that is. You know, you yeah. just you just. <laughs> what about when your short game was never there? Can't <laughs> leave. It's never there. <laughs> can't can't leave if you never play golf. Yeah, I haven't played golf in years. And last time I tried to play, I almost killed Keith Duncan. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that is true. Patrick, you want to tell that story real quick for the list? So um, we were golfing. This was like, this was like right at the, well, not right at the beginning of COVID, but like, like probably two or three months into COVID. So it's like, yeah. there's nothing to do, but people could play golf. So I, so Connor and Austin and Michael Bear all decided like, hey, let's go play golf. And I was like, well, I'm bored. I'll, I'll go play golf. <laughs> so I go and I just am the worst golfer of all time. Like I, I'm just so bad. And like, like I, I barely, I can barely hit the ball. Like, mind you, I've golfed maybe two other times in my life. Like I, I just have no idea what I'm doing. And like, I hit the ball, it goes anywhere, whatever. Like I miss it. Just, it's just so bad. And so we were at uh, the airport golf course up in Cedar Rapids and Keith Duncan. And I think like Sean Byer and like a couple other Hawkeye football players were golfing. Like then their, their hole was like right next to ours, like parallel with ours. It was not right next to ours. It we was were- like up a hill a little bit, but it was like, like the, the, it was like the same thing. Cause I hit it, the ball directly sideways. 
Right. Right. So, so it was a little higher, but it was like, like very equal, like thing. But so anyways, like I try to hit the ball and I whiff, but like, I get like a little piece of it, like with the bottom of the club and it goes like, literally like, like here's the T and it goes like this way. Directly, yeah. directly for Keith Duncan, and it almost hits him. I'm just and proud then, you hit the ball. What'd you say? I'm just proud you hit the ball. Yeah, no, I, well, that, that didn't happen very often. but <laughs> So I almost hit him. And then we get to the next hole, and they're, like, making jokes, like, hey, man, like, don't do it again, blah, 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 like, whatever. I, and I do it again. I just hit right And honestly, I think that might be harder to do than, like, actually hitting the ball forward like hitting the ball sideways like like directly sideways i think it's actually easier for me to hit the ball forward than hit it sideways no small small accomplishment i mean yeah no it was pretty cool some sort of skill but like if keith duncan then couldn't kick field goals then i probably wouldn't have been very well liked by hawkeye nation i can't can't have that because i love the hawks need the hawks to love me back you know what i'm saying you know so yeah there's my there's my the last time i played golf and probably the last time i'll ever play golf also, I want to note that this is the Big Ten tournament net that I have around my ear, and it will stay around my ear because until the Big Ten tournament next year, we are still the champs. And when we win it again next year, we will then be the champs again. So I just wanted everybody to know that and, and keep that noted because I don't care what anybody says about our season. We were the champs and call me champ. I don't, I don't care. So there we go. There you go. <laughs> just wanted to get that out there. Channeling your inner Drew Timmy here. Yeah. Can't guess. No, yeah, I try and trying to censor my mouth. He'll cut it out if we need to, but yeah, censor it. Mom and dad are honest about that. <laughs> All right, Peyton, I wanna I wanna cover something that we haven't been able to do yet with anyone else, and that is recruitment through COVID. It had to be one of the weirdest, most dysfunctional processes that that there ever has been. Um you know, you, you coming you're coming out of, I think my dad offered you before COVID started. He, did. he offered me, uh, the summer after my sophomore year. Yeah. So I got a little bit of normal recruiting with him. Um, he came, I think he came to a couple of high school games. Um, Sherman Dillard came to, uh, one of the, uh, like, I think our state quarterfinal game. And then like the next day, everything got weird. And like, I don't know, but like we, I mean, you guys got the big 10 tournament canceled. We played our semifinal on March 12th with like a full crowd. And then the next day there was like, we each got a hundred total tickets and like we counted as the tickets. So things got weird. It, Wait, I mean, like you counted it, like you needed a ticket. Yeah. It's so we, it's like our managers need a ticket. Coaches need a ticket. So then we played the game in front of like a hundred people and it was like, the weather outside was terrible. I remember it was like super windy and like eerie and like it was the weirdest day of my life. Like everything felt weird in that gym and then we got beat. So it wasn't great. But then uh, I was like, yeah, I'd be on the golf course. I get recruiting calls. And then like mid-April, everyone started to figure out Zoom. So then everything moved to Zoom calls. And it was like I'd have like three a week with different coaches. Um and it was just like, it was weird. Like, you know, it's just like Zoom calls can be like kind of awkward and like there'd be like some awkward silences with coaches. And then I got a Stanford offer over Zoom and then like, I mean, but I'd never met them before. They'd never seen me play. So like, I can't even like think about that. And then like for the longest time, I, I wanted to commit to Iowa, but it was like, I didn't know everything about it. I'd only visited for one football game, one basketball game. So like, I'd never seen the campus. I'd never like met any of the guys. So I was hesitant. And then I, once they kind of moved, they kept moving back to the dead period date so that coaches could come watch us play. I was like, we could go on campus. I just ended up just committing because it would look like it was never going to get any better. And I never would have had another chance to take an official visit because I think it opened up like June 1st and I moved into Iowa June 2nd last year. There may or may not have been an, a, a visit that took place with the Sanford family that Connor and I were somewhat indirectly, maybe directly, but more so indirectly a part of downtown Iowa City 
walking around the campus with the Sanford family. That might have happened. It might not have. You never know. That was, an accident. that was a complete accident because we were just like, we drove up. We were just going to go to Starbucks in Iowa City. We heard great things about it. And then we ran into the McCaffrey's. <laughs> yeah, no, it was actually so crazy. <laughs> and you guys are like, oh, I guess while you're here, we could just show you around campus. Peyton's dad was like, hey, do you guys want to show us? And it's like, what, what type of what type of players are we if we're not going to show around the recruits' dad? Yeah. Like, what do we look like? But yeah, yeah it was... definitely no prior uh, – I don't even know. Yeah. No prior communication about that visit. We did play Fortnite, Peyton. We played Fortnite. Fortnite. We did. Me, you, Pat, and Price. We did. We got to win. Yeah. Yeah, I was. That was my. That was my peak. Fortnite. My peak was still pretty low, but that was that was my peak. Your peak, my peak. peak. Your peak was a valley. But <laughs> no, I said my peak was low. You don't have to be. A, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I wish I could have had a normal recruiting experience. But yeah, what do you do? Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of screwed up for everybody, but we got we got lucky in the process. Um, yeah. What what would you say like what when it came down to your decision making and your top five or whatever, like how how much did the other school like was it kind of Iowa the whole time or what were the other schools like involved at all? Like I know Drake was in your top five because you were close with Tucker and yeah coach to Breeze. Like how did that break down? Was it just you wanted to play in the Big Ten? Um you kind of all like you I we're going to get into this later, but we know you're not naturally an Iowa fan. <laughs> I have always been like an Iowa basketball fan. Like I kind of went back and forth between Iowa and Iowa state growing up watching them play. Like I just cheered for both, but a lot of my family's from Nebraska. So I grew up like a big Nebraska football fan. <laughs> it hurts me to say it, but it, it was what it was. And uh, <clears throat> so like, I know a lot of people, it's pretty easy to commit to Iowa because they grew up like their parents went there and everything. But um, my mom went to Simpson College. She grew up like more of an Iowa State fan. Um, and my dad always loved Nebraska. I mean, I've had many family members go through the Nebraska band. Um, <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they yeah. So everyone still lives out there, extended family. But uh what was the question? Top five. Oh, top five. So um, I, the only official visit I took was to Utah. I took that in the October of my junior year, which I really liked their campus. Um, the, the biggest thing out there was, I mean, it was a, a long ways away and they would, I mean, they get like literally 150 people at their games and like they had a real, they had a lot of really good players on that team. Like I think my main two hosts were Alfonso Plummer and Ryland Jones, who we played both against this year, but like Timmy Allen was there, um, Booth Gotch, like they had a pretty good team, uh, a lot of pretty good guys, but I just couldn't really see myself going that far away. Um, and then I, I mean, while, growing up watching Iowa, I kind of always wanted to play in the Big Ten, wanted to play in like the Big Ten tournament. It seems like a big thing. Um, there's like a obviously a, a pretty storied program with Iowa, which made it pretty easy. Um, Stanford was a, a pretty cool option, but I never got to like realistically go see that or they never really saw me play in person. They just watched over um, the streams like baller TV of uh, AAU games. So it was it was yeah, it was just a tough decision. But like from the first day I got the offer, I had a pretty good feeling it was going to be Iowa. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. We're going to we're going to quick double back on the Nebraska thing because we just need to cover that. Um, we, we also need to throw Carter Kingsbury in there because he's from Nebraska. And although his dad played here, he and his family are diehard Nebraska football fans. I actually was shown a spreadsheet by Carter Kingsbury that like broke down like all of the Nebraska players and like where they fit, and, like, and, like the recruiting class and like the rankings and like all this stuff. It's like a whole like huge dynamic spreadsheet that Carter's brother created. So I, so he's not immune from this either. So I needed to throw him a shot in there as well. Well, so Carter's dad, when he played at Iowa, they weren't very big, uh, like they weren't rivals at the time. And when he was here in Nebraska, Penn state split, the national championship in like 1997. 
So when Iowa played at Penn State in basketball, he wore a shooting shirt that said Nebraska 1997 national champions. <laughs> All he played for Iowa. They let him do that? Yeah. <laughs> that is insane. That's, that's pretty good stuff. <laughs> I mean, we're just airing everybody out here, Patrick. Like, we're just, Carter's getting shots. Peyton's getting shots. I was worried. I talked to both of you about this. I was worried we were going to get some Nebraska fans in our family section. That's <laughs> like some of the people Carter gave tickets to, like I was really surprised they didn't show up in Nebraska here. I didn't even use any tickets that game. I don't think. Maybe I did. I don't know. But like, my dad's always had it kind of personal for Nebraska because they didn't really recruit him out of high school. He won a state championship over there, so they came to our place and he uh, he like sent me a text. He's like, "Go kill him." I think I had like I had like fifteen and eight that game. Oh yeah, we were going to talk talk personal. Yeah, your dad. I wanted to hit on your dad as well. He was a he was a very good player. Um, You know, like you said, won a state championship. Would you say that he kind of is is your main influence in the game, or what? Who did you grow up? uh, He was he the one for you and Price, or how how did it work? Uh, It was always him and my grandpa. So from the age of like four or five they coached our AU team we were called the West Moines Spurs so I grew up like a pretty big Spurs fan so we had like a good group of guys and we would have practices we'd have like skill workouts with those two um like growing up in the driveway we'd be playing one-on-one and stuff um like when I was like six years old I think me and my dad were playing on like a six-foot hoop in our basement and I jumped up to block a shot and like scraped his eye so he had an eye patch on for like 12 months. <laughs> it, was, it was it was crazy. We were actually watching the Iowa versus Georgia Tech Orange Bowl when that happened, the football game. And it was like halftime. And and then he's like, you know, if you could already block my shot, you're gonna be pretty good. And then like we I mean, we we built up a pretty good team. Um, and they've like always coached us, like I would do like shooting with them before the game. Um, or before high school games. And then, um, like, yeah, they were always been my biggest influences. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. Definitely. I mean, kind of obviously relate with our dad being the same way. So kind of before we get into college, I wanted to ask, like, so he asked you about COVID recruitment. I kind of want to talk about your COVID, like, high school season. Because, like, I can only imagine how bizarre that is because it's like, at a high school basketball team, I don't know how many players you guys have, probably 15, 18 players. I don't know. But it's like if one of one of them gets COVID, like the, the whole operation shut down for two weeks. And it's yep. like you could – and then there's other teams where it's like you might miss games because they might get shut down or whatever. Yeah. So just kind of talk about like how crazy that was, like practicing with masks on, like all this stuff, and like kind of talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. So like I remember – Right when we ended the uh, our state championship my junior year, we were kind of, like, worried about it. Like, hopefully this thing doesn't go on that long so that it messes with next season. Because, like, obviously we had a pretty good team coming in. We had, like, four D1 guys. We had a couple more that probably could have gone D1. So, like, we were expecting to get huge crowds um, playing, like, these big out-of-state games and stuff like that. But then as we kind of started getting close to the season, like, there was kind of, like, a fear going on. Um, like we kind of knew that it might be tough for us to have a season. And then like a week, I think we started practice. And then a week before game started, like everyone in central Iowa had school canceled for like three weeks. So with that, we couldn't play. And um, none of us really took it very well. Um, and it was really hard, but we just kind of stayed texting. And we said like, we're just going to try and use this to get better. So everyone was in the, in the gym by themselves. Um, we had some open gyms like, under the table didn't tell anybody about it um at like gyms around the area and then once the season started like we're fully masked up we had one game before christmas um like it was crazy like we get two tickets for games so we'd have like a pretty empty arena um but like at the start i mean it was awesome because we were just playing again and we were super excited but um it was weird but i mean i think my favorite part about having the covid was like there was like different practices we'd have throughout, throughout the year where we would just split up the teams and like play games. And like, they were like, they felt like, like a, like a, maybe a lower level college game or something like that. Cause there were so many good players and 
we just kind of be going at it, like talking trash and everybody was kind of having fun with it. So that was probably my favorite part of the COVID year. Um, but then once games really started going, like you didn't know what was going to happen. We'd have games get canceled. We had to have like people we would like, if, if they were exposed to cope, we would just tell them they couldn't show up for two weeks. And then uh, we even had a game where Tucker was out because his dad got COVID and um, like the, the Drake AD and everyone wanted to make sure that um, Tucker wasn't exposing us. So we played, we found out like five minutes before a game that Tucker was out and that was the only Iowa game that we ended up losing just because it was, it threw everything off. And, um, but I mean, it was crazy. It was a crazy experience. And then towards the end, it started uh, to become a lot better. Um, like at our sub-state game, we played at Indianola and the gym was pretty full. Um, and that was a ton of fun uh, having that energy again, because you kind of had to create your own energy. And then the state tournament, um, it was like 25% full, but it felt a lot more than that. So it was a, it was a great finish. Um, it was kind of a struggle throughout the year, but, um, I really enjoyed at least getting to have somewhat of a season. I think we only played 11 regular season games maybe, but, um, you had to enjoy every single one. Yeah, no, I can after playing an empty gym most of last year or two years ago now too, 25% makes a big difference. It does. <laughs> like you never thought of that because yeah. now it's like you play in arenas where it's a quarter full and you're like, what the hell? But like, it's, it's you know, I, I, I get that. Yeah. Just we're back stressful. Just here, like, I'm wondering if it was for you guys as well. You literally just hear like the squeaks of the shoes and like talking on defense and that was it. Yeah. You're, anything you're getting teed because the refs can hear you. Yeah, you like, couldn't say anything. Yeah. But like, yeah, our bench was our bench last year. We had a lot of good players on it, and they were crazy. Like they'd be screaming at people the whole time. So it was it kind of helped us bring some energy sometimes. Did you guys have the fake crowd noise like we had? No. <laughs> you know who hated the fake crowd noise was Jordan Bohannon. Hated it. He's like, why do we even have that? And he would just complain and just hate was it, it quiet or was it loud? Like kinda, like kind of quiet, but like it's like oh, like, it was so dumb. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks for the demonstration. Well, he asked me what it was. <laughs> they could turn the volume up and down on it. So it was just weird, like how, how it sounded. That's um, crazy. But you you covered like your the the practice games that you guys played with a lot of good players. You had yourself, Tucker DeVries, you just had a really good year at Drake, obviously. Omaha, uh, Price was in those, right? Mm-hmm. And so that I mean that that's a that's a really good team right there already, and so now we have to get into the debate. It's it's been thrown around before. Who is the best? What what's been the best Iowa high school team in like the past however many years? Well, we could go twenty five years, fifty years, whatever. And I think it's got to be like you guys got to be up there. You, obviously, I feel like Harrison Barnes and Doug McDermott. I was gonna say, bro, like like. I don't know if there's a debate with that one with the, with Harrison Barnes, Doug McDermott, two lottery picks. I don't know if we can make an argument there. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. But I also, I it's harder for us to say because we I don't know like how good they were, <laughs> how good uh, McDermott was in high school. Or, and they had that Boo Boo Palo guy who went to Iowa State. Like, bro, it's hard. It's hard to make that argument. Against guess, okay, I'm not saying I'm not saying like who would have won in the head to head, but maybe like. Who was like the better overall? Because like, well, how many championships did they win? Two in a row. They won two. In two a row. They won two in a row. Mm-hmm. You guys won. You won one, lost in the championship, and then what did you do? You, you were like in state like every single year, right? Yeah, I played in the third place game my first two years. We won that, and then lost the championship, and then won. The Wait, you played in the first place or the third place game your freshman year? Yeah. Oh, you did. I don't know who I don't know who we lost to. You you, you forgot. Who, who put you in the third place game? I'll remind you, it was the Iowa City West High Trojans. Who was the guy that beat us, though? Someone hit like six threes. I don't know. Hakeem. Hakeem, yeah. Hakeem had 18. I had 14. <laughs> Fabian had 14. I can't imagine anybody else scored very much. It's Iowa High School. You score like 50 a game. Right, exactly. I mean, we had to, th- like, I was on the far side of a three-time, a three-in-a-row state championship run. And then a couple-year break, lost in the championship, lost in the semis, and then we won another one. And, Patrick, then you beat Waukee the next year to go to the championship. 
So I lost in the championship twice. These are all notable. These are all notable dynasties of Iowa. Yeah. Like I, and I, it's I, too bad Waukee had to stop it. I mean, they would have kept it rolling if they didn't split. Yeah. No, they definitely. And that, but that, I mean, same with West. Like, yeah, they. I forgot about that. They split too. Yeah, we had. They they just had to split up the powerhouses, bro. That's all it is. It's, it's not as obvious because it's Liberty High School, not like Waukee Northwest. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, so it's like it's not as obvious that like that they split. Yeah, I was yeah, the last. I was the last good team. Out west. So then after my year, that's when kids started started switching up. Yeah. And from there, we were just in trouble. Something I, I kind of want to complain about that though, because it's the only split. It, like, so we had two schools, two high schools in our school district, right? Why did nobody from City High go to Liberty? Not one person. I think they, they all came. You said what? I thought they did. I don't no, know. No, none. Like, some would open enroll, but nobody like was districted from City High. Like, like nobody from City High had to leave. I don't know. Bottom line is they had to split up the dynasties, and it's messed up. Yeah, right. Price could have used the help, some of the help this year. Well, what are the main dynasties? The the Ames. I mean, Ames is good again. They won big this year too. Yeah, Ames is good still. So I guess Ames, Waukee, Iowa City, West Cedar Falls. I think is in the mix. They won twice. They won two in a row. They won two in a row. Yeah. yeah okay, they have to be in the mix though. Yeah, no, they're in the mix. I think they made the semis the last two years. Yeah, they can hang around, but they're a clear tier two. Like a clear tier two. <laughs> hey, I can't talk shit. They, they were, they were, yeah, they were good during my high school run. I don't think I ever lost to Cedar Falls. All right, we're gonna take a quick break before we get back into some college stuff. Um, so yeah, we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to episode nine of Teed Up with me and my brother and our special guest Peyton Samford. And a uh, quick shout out to Ames Holmes. Those guys are awesome. Anyways. Peyton, I feel like – I don't know if this played a factor in your decision to come here, but I feel like you fit in perfect with kind of like how we play. Like you like you like to obviously play fast. You move a lot on offense, and you don't really have a conscience when you're shooting – like when you shoot those shots. Like you'll, you'll chuck it from 30 feet. You don't care, and I, and I love that about you. It's one of my favorite things. So it's like kind of like is that something that you factored into the recruiting process, like our style of play and how you would fit? Because like I think – like, I think you're a pretty perfect fit into how we want to play. Yeah, for sure. Um, like, watching uh, Wheezy in the system, like, watching you in the system, Utah, um, all those guys, like, the the wings that can shoot it and can put it on the floor um, and, like, want to run. I think that's, like, perfect for the system. So I kind of knew, like – and that's kind of what they recruited me for is they told me, like, how much I fit into the system, like, moving off the ball and then just being pretty versatile with the ball. Um, so I think that was a, a major piece in um, the recruiting for me. Yeah, no, for sure. Because I think something that people might be an underrated part of kind of how you play, like everybody notices the shooting, but I don't think people really see how well you move off the ball. Yeah. And like how you like, see it when you guard me in practice. Bro, it's so annoying. Like, <laughs> it's so annoying. You don't stop moving. So just like, so then I have to keep moving. And then mm -hmm. I want to move because then I want to move too. And so it's like, so now we're both moving on both ends when typically we're tired. Most Typically, most teams just come down, call a set, and then yeah. so we're chilling on defense. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then we can move on offense. Yep. It wears on you after you're moving all the time on both ends. And both teams are sprinting up and down yeah. the court. Like, both times, you got to get it in quick. Otherwise, we yep. can screen that. So, so you got to get it in quick. And so we got to run to the corner, and then we start moving. So it's just, it's just chaos. Those first practices were exhausting. I mean, oh, I was yeah. dead. You know, if you keep moving throughout the possession, though, eventually they're going to break down. So you just got to keep moving. And exactly. then that's, that's how I get open. Exactly. Somebody's <laughs> going to lose you. Like, <laughs> yeah, like against Purdue, like I think the maybe the first possession I hit a three in that second half, like Gillis just got tired or Newman, whoever was guarding me, he just got tired. <laughs> he didn't put a hand up on me. So I'm like, let's no. do it. <laughs> Let's be clear. You, you weren't open. You were not open. No, he wasn't open at all. Open. Second one, I was open. Why? You were not open. Well, originally, I, I was thinking, like, Keegan threw it to me, and I'm like, this is late clock. I got to get one up. And then he, his hand was down, kind of, maybe. Hand down, hand down. So I threw it up, and yeah. I thought it was short, but I guess it's some adrenaline helps. No, it was so funny because in the first half when you made your turnaround – 
Jay Ivey was guarding me and you shoot the turnaround and I go, no, he didn't. And it, and it goes in and Jay Ivey goes, Damn. <laughs> we just go get back on defense. That was literally my third second in the game when I took that. Literally, touch. like, that was, like, your first touch. It was, like, yeah. your first touch. You shoot that, like, contested turnaround, and I'm like, no, he did it. And it goes <laughs> in, and I'm like, all right. Jay Ivey goes, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Peyton, what did, what did you expect coming into, coming into this season? Like, as a, as a freshman, a lot of people didn't think we were going to be any good. What did – I guess, what did you think – before you stepped on campus, what were your thoughts? And then after the first couple of weeks of practice, after the first game, like hit on, hit on all of that, you know, what were, what were your thoughts? Um, yeah. So like coming in, like after my senior season ended, I took a, like a week off, went on vacation, but then I'm like, yo, I got to get ready. Like I've heard how big the jump is. So I was like lifting all the time. Um, I was playing with college guys, like um, my family's pretty close with Michael Jacobson's family who played for Nebraska and Iowa state. Cause he lives right here. And um, I know you don't like that, but, <laughs> but like I would go to, he, he has a gym. So we had open, open runs up there all the time. And like, he's, he's a pretty strong dude. So getting used to that was tough, but then um, like I'd be lifting, I was working out with my trainer all the time. And then like, I was like, I mean, I was pretty nervous coming in. I just didn't know what to expect really. I was hoping I'd be able to compete right away, but um, for for minutes. But I knew it'd pretty, be pretty tough. And then like the first practice, like I was just like, it just felt like a totally different world. Like I think I hit a few shots in the summer, but like I remember I was like I was struggling a little bit mentally. Like it didn't seem like I could hit many shots, and like everyone was just a lot faster and um, more physical than I was. But like towards the end of the summer, I I felt like I started to get used to it a little bit, and then. Um, coming back in the fall, I remember like talking to my dad before the season, I was like, just hoping I could find a way into the rotation, um, early in the year and then maybe work my way into more minutes, like towards tournament time. Um, so I didn't really come in with any expectations at all, but just kind of hoping that I could do it. Um, and then once practice in the fall came, like I kind of started to realize that I could, I could do this. I played pretty well in the fall. So, um, I thought I, I had a chance and then obviously it kind of worked out how I, how I'd hoped, um, just kind of steady improvement of minutes throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't play big minutes every game, but you definitely took advantage of like the minutes you did have and earned way more. I would say arguably you earned more minutes than anybody else on the team. Um, what was that like? Like you're coming in and you're checking into a game. First of all, we, we know what you're in there to do. You're in there to score you're a microwave, you know, get hot. Uh, get shooting, man. Like, also, like, an underrated part is, like, you rebound. Yeah. Bigger than a lot of people think. Like, I don't think people watching realize that you're, like, a legit, you know, six, seven, mm -hmm. I would say. Um, and so you rebound. You know, what What are kind of, like, when you would check into a game and when you when you first, I guess, when when he called your name, what, what, what are the first thoughts that kind of go going through your head? Yeah, um it was something that I kind of had to work through the whole year was like improving those thoughts. At first it was like, like we'd go, we went on the road to Purdue and Iowa state. It was like my first two road games, of my career. I'm just kind of in there. Like, I was like, man, I hope I don't mess this up. But then throughout the year, like I started to transition into a, how can I impact this game? How can I help us win? It became a lot more natural, which I think, I mean, it just, it's just kind of how it works. You just kind of get used to it. But, um, and then it, I think like mid January, early February, I was just thinking like, like I got a lot more confidence and I'm just in there thinking like I, I can help this team. What, what can I do? So I would go to the offensive glass hard, every possession, um, run the floor, every possession, and then just try and like um, look for my spots where I could hit shots or get to my mid range game, uh, stuff like that. So I was just coming in trying to make an impact and do what I could to help us win. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think you that's are. something. I think the offensive rebound, your point about offensive rebound was something that was really underrated. Like, you got some, like, crucial offensive rebound putbacks, like, throughout yeah. the year. Like, like first half, we're, we're, like, we're kind of struggling offensively a little bit. We need a bucket. We miss, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're right there with some wild I – mean, what game was it you made? You had some wild tip in. Like, I don't even – I was like, how the hell did he make that? It might have been Nebraska. It was, like, Michigan State. Like, I kind of, like, flew in on the baseline and just, like, slapped it off the glass, and it went in. Yeah. I was, I was just like, trying to keep it alive, but it went in. Yeah, I was like, how did he make that? <laughs> 
But you definitely had a lot of moments like that where you impacted the games and might ne- people might not necessarily realize. Because obviously everybody will know when you come in and you start – and you mm-hmm. make three threes. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, he impacted the game. But, like, yeah. there's other ways to do so that people might not necessarily always see and that you were able to do this year. So. Yeah. I just, like I – would, I would come in and I'd just try and, like, play hard. Like, it was, it was tough to always hit – threes right away coming in cold off the bench but i mean rebounding kind of stays within effort so that's what i really tried to do and if the shots were falling then they were but if not it was just get to the glass yeah no and i felt like because i was in a similar position as you the year before so it's kind of like like I, like once you get your hands on the ball a few times then it's like all right now like because I, like, I never wanted my first touch like for me to be like an open three or something yeah. like i just got in the game man like i just first time touching the ball since the game started i never wanted yeah. it to be an open three uh-huh. so i want to get a rebound a deflection a steal like feel like i want to make an impact some other way yeah. or like an assist or something and then like all right now like i'm in the rhythm of everything now i can shoot one now i can get a lot easier yeah no for sure yeah yeah peyton about about halfway through actually maybe even a little bit more than halfway through the big 10 season you came to me after a DNP, um, and you uh, did not did not play coach's decision. You just you had a zero minute game, um, and you came to me and you're like, "Hey, like, what do you think about me getting on the scout team?" And I was like, "Hey, like, it would definitely like I think it could help. You know, you mm-hmm. you're gonna be in every play. You're gonna be you're gonna be the primary option. So you're gonna be shooting. Sure. You're gonna be scoring with no conscience. Um, so I I." I said, I like it. As long as, as long as you're good with it, uh, you're going to have to learn new playbooks, which is maybe the more difficult thing, especially with the amount of shit that we run. Yeah. I, I said, I, I think it's a good idea now. And that was your idea. And you, you from that, you, I mean, maybe I think it was like your first or second day. You just got ungodly hot, yeah. <laughs> like just stupid hot. Yeah. And I think we had a game like the next day and, and based on, your scout team performance that I would say that that was a big reason why like you play. And and it wasn't, it wasn't like you had, you know, you had played bad previously. I think it was just, you know, it was just something that happened like in the heat of the game with not getting in. But then, you know, you, you earned those minutes from what was a scout team performance, honestly, like, because when we are working with scout team, we're doing the two groups subbing alternately of the guys that are in the rotation and you know you might go we might go a day where we're not playing live much and you might not get more than two or three shots mm-hmm. you know with just the flow of everything so you get you get crazy hot and you come in and it's like okay well he's probably still hot and sure enough i'm pretty sure you hit three or four threes it might have been the nebraska game at home I think it was um so it started where did I start? I think I started scout team against Rutgers. So I was Ron Harper. Okay. Like yeah. going in, I just wanted to be on the scout team just to like get more shots and improve myself. Cause even if like it wasn't this year that I was getting big minutes, like I'm gonna have a bigger role next year. And like down the road, I wanted to keep improving myself. So I'll go against Keegan, go against Patrick, go against like Connor, the best defenders on our team, and just kind of get myself better. And then I think I played like maybe two or three minutes against Rutgers and then like two or three minutes against Penn state at home. But then we played Purdue and I hit a couple shots, got a big rebound over Edie. And then from there, I kind of got like pretty hot in the game. So like we went to Penn state. Next. Played well at Penn state. I remember that. I hit a couple threes, had a layup. And then like from there, I kind of like exploded. Um, I think we played Minnesota next at home. I had some big buckets late. Um, and then, like, from there, it just kept going, Nebraska, all throughout there. And then I just kind of needed to get some confidence. So I was trying to find any way that I could keep getting better and just, um, like, see some shots go in because it seemed like it had been forever since I'd scored. And I think that really helped me. Getting to learn their system, too, helped out defensively because I knew kind of what Harper was going to do before maybe even he did if I heard the play call. No, definitely. Was that was that completely your decision then? The scout team thing was that not suggested by anybody else? Um, I had talked to. I think I talked to your dad about it, and then BT was the head scout for one of the games. I don't remember, or I think it was Rutgers. And then he just he just texted me, and he said, "Do you want to be Ron Harper for the day?" And then it just kind of worked out, so I stayed with that for a while, and then. 
I think I, st- I stopped being on a scout team. I think you got hurt for a couple of games. So then I just went back into my kind of old role. He's this. a huge scout team advocate. The guy yeah. loves scout team. Yeah. I think, yeah, that really helped me though. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it showed, and uh, I mean, a lot of people wouldn't have known that, but we, we knew we were, we were in practice. I'm like, Jesus, like this guy's hot. Like, yeah. <laughs> shots yeah (laughs) what are we doing and so sure enough and then like you said you kind of worked your way out of it but you know to that point the damage was done you were Mm -hmm. already already going yeah i just needed to see some going against some big 10 competition yeah been a while and then once we got going we were going yeah so coming down the stretch we win you're a freshman you're new to you're new to the game you're new to the big 10 we win however many, you know, to finish the season. I don't know what it was, seven of eight, eight of nine, something like that. What, just so you know, like, going into the Big Ten tournament, it's it's not that easy every year. Like, we, we were on a roll. Yeah. So I just want to make sure you, you, weren't, you weren't spoiled at all with the, with the championship run. But I guess, what did it mean? And I always hate these questions. What does it mean to you? But what – what were your thoughts, like, kind of as a freshman coming in? You're on this team. Again, nobody thinks we're going to be any good. Everybody says, you know, we're going to suck, whatever. And we're on a roll like that at the end of the season. And you're a freshman having big contributions every single game, arguably hit the two biggest shots of the Big Ten championship. Hey, I passed one of them. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, you did. What I guess, like – what kind of what kind of confidence does it does it speak like what what kind of confidence do you have to have to be able to step in to all of these moments and have the impact that you did? Yeah, um, I think you just have to have like this unshakable confidence. Like um, the environment was big; like it felt like a road game. Um, There's like four point eight million people watching or something like that. I saw. So like, I mean, you really got to like you got to trust yourself and trust your skills. Um, and like trust all of the work that you've put in throughout the years to just kind of let your body take over in those moments. So like I was, I'd been pretty cold off the bench coming in in that second half, but um, it's something you always dream about. And like, you just, I didn't want to like waste an opportunity because I don't know how many more big 10 championship games I'm going to play in. So um, coming in, I mean, I was ready to go. I wanted to hunt my shot. Like I always do. I didn't want it to be like, uh, like anything new. So um, I came in and just like, just did what I always did. It just felt like another game and um, it just felt like an opportunity to do something great. Like we had nothing to lose in that game. So um, just let them go and just have fun with it. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, let's uh, clarify. It was a road game. That was not. It was. it was back-to-back road games. Yeah, it was. We won back-to-back games on the road. I know it was just neutral court, but mm-hmm. there's no way that that was, that should be considered a neutral court. No. <laughs> It was like it was. It felt like the the Sanford Pentagon game was a home game. Like <laughs> that shouldn't have been a neutral court either. And they're each like they're all quad one games, I guess, but <laughs> didn't feel like that. They were very different games. Definitely a good point there. We got payback. Yeah. When we lost to Penn State, Connor, my freshman year, we played them at the Palestra. Like, like that was a that I think they counted that as a neutral site game. Like that's not a neutral side. Like that, that's a road game. <laughs> there were more Penn State fans at that game than Penn State's had fans anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Okay, I want to get into one last thing before we do the draft, and it's just about kind of the the teammate that you are and the way that you like. You know, we, we would see it in film. We would kind of make fun of you jumping around, grabbing people, waving towels on the end of the bench. Regardless of your minutes, regardless of your contribution to the to that game, to the team over whatever stretch, which we all know they're massive contributions that you've made every single day. But, you know, you could have not played a second and you're still celebrating, you know, trying to lead – you know, not many people come in as a freshman and, and have a voice and speak up the way that you do. Um, I guess, where did that come from? Have you always been, have you always been that guy? Yeah, I feel like I've always really considered myself a leader, like um, since my younger days, but like in high school, like my, my high school coach was really big on like um, 
bench energy and how big that can be in a game. So um, it's something I've kind of always prided myself on, like no matter what, no matter how many minutes I'm playing, I always want to like try and impact the game and try and like help my teammates out, like from the bench, no matter what I can do, I want to help the team. So that's kind of where it started. And then like um, I've listened to like NBA guys talk about when they're on the bench, just like waving the heck out of that towel. So I'd always get a towel during the games and just be waving that thing around and um, just trying to have fun with it. Like, I mean, it's, it's a fun thing to be um, part of a team, like in those bigger environments, like Purdue, like big 10 tournaments. So I'm um, just doing whatever I could to have fun with it and um, try and help the team win games. Ash makes it really hard to not be engaged at the end of the bench. Cause he, he really does his best to make sure everybody's involved. Like whether it's starting a chant or just like, like the next three pointer celebration, like whatever he, he makes it really hard to not be involved. So yeah. I think that also we have to give a shout out to Ash and give him credit because he definitely like has the bench mob thing figured out like to a science. He's got it. He, would, he was yelling at people all the time at the end of the bench. Like yeah, Carter, I mean, Carter was responsible for a lot of our missed free throws this year. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't engaged. <laughs> no, no, and the thing is, like, that's the thing I love about Ash is, like, he truly believes that, like, Carter oh, yeah. is the reason that we missed that free throw. Like Carter, <laughs> like, like, Carter would always stand up during free throws. And, like, I think at Illinois, like, Chris missed a few. And Carter sitting down. And Ash is just like, Carter, do you know what you're doing right now? You just caught <laughs> chance to win this game <laughs> and he like was very adamant about it it's, it's good stuff all right well, a lot of good stuff on the end of that bench nice <laughs> question before the draft Peyton after this year you come in with no prior knowledge what were some of the toughest road environments that you played in we played in as a, as a freshman and why like what are the ones that stick out to you well for sure the first three so Virginia Purdue and Illinois or uh, Iowa State like Iowa State was just hostile like I mean they're yelling stuff about my sister like I heard her name a few times I'm like this isn't high school anymore but like but that was hostile but I feel like the loudest was definitely Purdue like that was crazy like not close it's not, it's not we didn't have we didn't have Keegan and like we walked in there and I, I turned it over and Ivy dunked it and like I've never heard something that loud in my life I think I contributed to history there <laughs> that's what i kept thinking <laughs> they're close yeah. like it was it was insanely loud and it was like i was rattled that game i left my bag out in the in the parking lot <laughs> <laughs> like i never like walked into a gym like two hours before the game and there's just people everywhere just booing you so like i was just like <laughs> trying to get out of there as fast as possible my bags my bags out i wasn't the only one who left my bag either like there was like five bags out in the parking lot yeah yeah so for so for the listeners <laughs> we had guys rattled like <laughs> we get there we usually get there about an hour and a half we get there 90 minutes before tip and i mean they had students lined up like you have, you can't believe like blocks on blocks. It was unreal. Iowa State had the same thing. A lot, a lot of places had the same thing. Yeah. In terms of the students, I tweeted that when I was live tweeting the Illinois game. I tweeted that that like probably like I, I said like sixty five percent of the arenas that we play in have fans. Like like when we walk in, like there's fans already outside. They're like lined up literally. But Purdue was something I've never seen. Like. That was and so they're lined up like the the entrance to the arena is around the block from where our bus pulled up. But there were students in a line that went on for, I mean, probably three to four blocks. And so we're getting our bags that are unloaded off the bus. And we got five or six guys that just were tunnel vision. I'm getting through these students because they had <laughs> students. And they're like Peyton was one of them. He's like, I my bag doesn't matter. I don't, it just couldn't have crossed your mind. But no, it didn't. <laughs> you just walked right in. Like, I'm getting away from these people. <laughs> and then, like, we get to the locker room, and I think Max is like, where's your bag? And I'm like, oh, crap. I do not want to go back out there. And then I start walking out, and, like, Chris and Philip had to go back. So they had my, me and Aaron's bag with them. And I was like, thank God. There would have been nothing worse than walking back out there with the students like sitting there just watching you pick up your bag. Dude, I literally was like, 
oh, I, 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 I'm like the last one off the bus. And so I'm like getting my bag. I'm like, these guys are rattled. Like, <laughs> we got to talk to them. <laughs> and we always do the, we always do the passing before the game. And like, we had people running like two lines over and like throwing balls off each other. <laughs> We've never had fans for warmups. And then it was like, oh. their shoe section was sold out before the 90 minute clock was yeah, going. It was full before we got out there. Yeah. The no, dude, I remember like they're showing like all their games, like on like one of the big screens and it's like, incarnate ward like a month later sold out like and it's like all these games like and it was still like it was like when we played those two early big 10 games and then you both go back to non-conference so it's like oh, i don't even know who else they played but it just said like whoever it was like small school sold out big school, so everybody sold out sold out sold out i'm like jesus yeah it seemed, yeah it seemed like we played a lot of road games this year where like the other team had like something like huge on the line and we had nothing until the <laughs> until the big 10 championship. And that was like the first one we won. Like Purdue had number one on the line. Like Iowa state had top 10 on the line. Like Illinois had the big 10 championship on the line. And we were just kind of like there to play spoiler, but then it, it felt good. Like playing Purdue knowing that we had a championship on the line. Yeah. Finally won. We won, it. We won yeah. it. See? Yeah. Using this as a PSA to our fans who I'm going to be honest. We had a bad year of fans. We did. It was a bad year. This was my worst year. Other than COVID, obviously, this is my worst year of fans. And it's not close. I don't know what it was. Again, people thinking we were going to suck all year, whatever the case is. But the people who came every game, thank you. Everyone was loud and everyone was great, whoever was there. Even games like, you know, I'm trying the Indiana game, you know, didn't have that many people there, but they were loud. And but okay, if we're looking at like a game like Maryland, that, that shit just can't happen. That was an embarrassment to Big Ten basketball. In a Big Ten game that we won, being in the position that we were this entire year, our like that was embarrassing. And I'm I'm we we need better next year. We just do. And I feel I, like, I feel like I feel like COVID might have affected that a little bit too. Like people, people are probably still a little scared to come out. Yeah. No, it definitely could have. But, like, everyone – I always hear, too, and, like, on Twitter, like, oh, like, another 8 p.m. start. Oh, it's 6 p.m. It doesn't affect anyone else. They still sell the arenas out. What are, Like, what are we talking about? And it's, it's like, our games start at 6 p.m. or 8 p.m. So, it's like, like, like that's – every game is going to start at 6 or 8. Maybe, maybe like, once in a blue moon we get a 7 p.m. game. But like, like an FS1, BTN, 7 p.m., but it's rare. But, like, our games are going to start at 6 and 8. So, it's like you can't complain about it anymore. I just want to give a quick shout-out to this one guy at the Michigan game at home who sat behind our bench who was insane, and I, and I was a big fan of him. I can't, I can't even say what he was saying on this podcast, but this guy was insane, and I loved it. So, give a shout-out to him because that guy is awesome. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Ever, the games that we did have fans, they were great. Like, the, the people who came were loud and were great. But the overall attendance, like, I don't know what it was, but it was – you're right, Peyton. It could have been COVID. So, maybe we need to yeah. relax on that. But I'm just thinking back to games like Maryland at home. Even senior night, like, was pretty – like, normally you get a good crowd on senior night. This one was not so um, – we had some good student showings. We also had some poor student showings. I don't know what it was. I'm just hoping it's hoping it's better next year. But, uh, anyway. Let's, let's, let's draft before my laptop dies. Let's draft. Let's draft. We're going favorite games of ours that we played this year. Oh, so, it's this year. Or, okay, no, 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 you're right. In our career, in our career. Okay. Top games in our career. That's my bad. And <clears throat> Peyton, since you're the guest, you get the first pick. Pretty sure we all know what the first pick's going to be. Uh, we'll snake it. So Peyton will go first, then Patrick, then me. I'll get two, and then we'll come back around. So, Peyton, start us off. Go ahead. This is a really tough one, actually. It shouldn't be. I'll go. I'll go with just the Big Ten championship, just because of the whole atmosphere and the national like watch of it, and like the the impact that I had. It was close between that and the state championship, but I'm gonna go with the Big Ten championship. You you're still a freshman, so like I'll give you I'll give you. A little bit of a pass, but like by the time you're a junior senior on this team, it won't be close. 
it like the state championship is definitely going to be important to you, but it's not going to be. Oh yeah. You'll see. Just wait. But all right. Obvious first pick, Patrick, go ahead. All right. My second pick is the semifinal against Indiana where I had a big second half and then Jordan banked in the 40 footer. So I'd say, I'd say that one pretty, pretty good first pick. That was pretty insane game. Yeah. So that was an insane game. I mean, people forget, people forget we were up four with like 40 seconds. And we were down nine with three minutes. <laughs> Talk about that turnaround. Yeah. Shout out Tony. It, you know, great year. Not a, not a big deal at all, but he did dribble the ball off his foot. <laughs> he laid the ball in with 30 seconds. I, I knew we were going to win when, when that happened. I had no doubt that the shot was going to go in. I was actually like, I was excited. I was like, let's see a buzzer beater. <laughs> sure enough. As soon yeah. as Jordan shot that, I was like, that's going I have to disclaimer for the people on the pod. Our listeners are the only ones who get to know this, but with five seconds to go, I called timeout. <laughs> I 100% called timeout. Don't tell Larry. Don't tell Ash. Yeah, no. Before Ash I really game, believe he was coming in, and he probably would have. We ran our play, and I can just see the whole way. Like, I know what they're going to do. They're, they're switching it, and they had it because they knew the play. So they switch out and like, there was just nothing there. So I pick up my dribble and I call timeout. Like I look at the ref and I say timeout. He doesn't give it to me. And then I see J-Bow popping up. So then I just give it to him and I just clear out. And I'm like, all right, go ahead. And that's, that's how it ended. Just quick story there. All right, my first pick, I'm gonna go my state championship senior year of high school. Um, picking that because you know, the other championship, obviously Big Ten championship for me would have been first, but I'm taking that for taking that for what it is. My state championship, my senior year, a lot went into that, uh, and I'm sticking to that one. So that's my first. And then my second pick is going to be my redshirt freshman year in Madison Square Garden. We win the 2K Classic against UConn. I play well, and we're in New York City. A lot of fans there, you know, great crowd, uh, and we're winning another another championship. That's going to be my my second pick. So, Patrick, back to you. All right. I have a lot of different ways I can go with this pick. I think what I'm going to do is pick the Adidas championship that I lost it was the D1 Minnesota versus Compton Magic. I think there was 10 high major players on the floor at all times. Like the Compton Magic's lineup was like the starting point guard on the Oregon State Elite Eight team. And then like Johnny Juzang, the Mobley twin, not twins, Mobley brothers, and Onyeka Kongwu. And then like, and then my team was obviously like Tyrell, who got drafted by the Mavericks, Zeke, who's on the Nuggets, Matt, who played at Duke, and then me and Tyler Wall. So I would say that game was, in a way, I think we lost in double overtime, but it was just an absolutely insane game. And it was really fun to play in just because of how many good players there were. Solid pick. You could have gotten in the fifth round with solid pick. Well, I mean, yeah, because I'm the only one who played in it, so I could pick it whenever. So it's just a matter of when I wanted to. We can pick whatever we want, right? Yeah. (laughs) Can I take a state championship or is that banned? No, you can take your state championship. All right. Yeah, I'll take my state championship. I mean, it was a game we didn't even know was going to happen, like, a few months earlier. So I'll take the state championship. A lot went into it. There was a lot of expectation on us, and we got down big in the game. We were down, like, 14 or 16 to two. And then we just battled back and ended up winning by 13. One of my, I mean, it was a fun game. Like one of my best friends played for Johnston. Um, it was my AU teammate. And so it was a good finish. Yeah. Great pick. Another pick, P. Another pick. Um, I'm going to go my last ever AAU game um, in the championship of a tournament at Kingdom Hoops against D1 Minnesota. We beat them by like six or so, no, but it was a fun, fun finish for AU career. And yeah, got my buddy an offer too. Nice. Sweet. All right. Back to me. Um, I'm going to pick the Minnesota game at home this year. Cause that was probably my best like overall game. And I feel like that was, especially the second half of that game was kind of, I felt like our turning point 
like throughout the season. Cause I think like that was right when we made like move Jordan back to the point. And I think that was kind of our turning point, especially like the second half. Cause it was close. We were losing it at halftime because the guy made a three quarter court shot, but, and then like That'd we ended be. up winning by like 16, 14, whatever. And I feel like that was kind of our turning point for the season. So I'm going to pick that one. People forget the running floater from the free throw line that I made. In Just an absolutely insane shot, but you made it. <laughs> I liked it. I did too. I loved it. I'm all for insane shots. All right. I'm going. My pick is going to be. I'm going to go at Iowa State. My red shirt sophomore year. We we're, uh, we're kicking them the whole first half. And then they make a run at the start of the second half. Um, I make a three. Weezy gets an and one. And that kind of separates us. And we end up winning by 20-plus and just kick the shit out of them in Hilton. And that was just a really good feeling because teams don't really go in there and win very often. But we just destroyed them. And they – I mean, their fans it – was, it was quiet. It, was, it went from the loudest place I've ever played at, at a certain point to the quietest. And that was probably – I mean, that's definitely one of the best road games I've played in. So I'm going that one. And then I'm going to go, I'm going to go at Ohio state this season for us uh, because that was another one. Like we hadn't had any so-called, you know, big wins yet in the, in terms of a resume and we get that W and that's like our first big win. And that was right after the Michigan loss at home. And nobody, everybody thought like at that point we just weren't very good. Like that was that was probably the low point in terms of what people were saying about us. And we just come out and just we outplay them from start to finish. And we, you know, at no point was it ever really in question. At, you know, they cut it to six, and uh, EJ hit a three in my face, and then I hit I hit another three, and that was kind of the game. And so I would say that one was just huge for our season. So those are my those are my two picks. Patrick, back to you. Solid picks. Okay, this pick, um, Wisconsin and the Big Ten tournament, my, my redshirt freshman year, because it was – we are playing in that big football stadium. Kind of a weird game. Uh, like, nobody really played well, like, on either team, except Demetri Trice was hooping. But, like, nobody really played well. It's kind of a sloppy game. And uh, I, I picked it mainly because it was, like, the first game where we had, like, a lot of fans, like – we were playing in a big football stadium, so there was a lot of fans allowed to come. So uh, it was it was packed. So that's probably so that was our first game that year with like a really big crowd. So I, that's why I would say that one. How many rounds is this? Five. Oh. So you, this is your last pick or yeah. last two picks. Um, I'm gonna go Nebraska this year. Yeah, game was pretty personal and. Uh, at the Nebraska game at home, we beat the living crap out of them, and I had a lot of points and a lot of rebounds. So I'll go with that one. And then I'll say when I was, like, 15, I played in the AAU game against Imani Bates, and, like, nobody thought we had a chance. <laughs> I had, like, 40 on them. It was, like – I was, like, 12 of, like, 14 from three. And we lost, we lost at the buzzer, but it was like, there were so many people there. It was uh, in Fort Wayne and it was like, I don't know. It was a fun tournament. Fun I kind of want to pick a Fort Wayne game too, but I think I'm going to. Fort Wayne is sick. Dude, at the Spice place, I, I yeah. kind of want to pick one. I'd like, I'd like 45 in a, in a game against some YBL team there, but I'm not picking it. I'm picking, um, uh, Connor, you'll remember this game. Uh, number one versus number two, my sophomore year of high school. Us versus at Dubuque Senior. Devontae Lane gets ejected on two very quick tees the game before, so he cannot play. Because if you get ejected in Iowa High School basketball, you can't play it's the so next stupid. game. It's so dumb. Pomo K could punch somebody and he can play, but Devontae <laughs> says two things to the ref and he can't play. But anyways, so we um, so we we go on the road at Dubuque Senior, packed house. It's crazy. Connor has like 30. I have like 19 and, and we win like, like start to finish. We, we lead and we win. And so that was like, kind of like the statement game of our year where it was like, okay, like, like these guys are going to run the table. So I, I would say that one. Yeah. I could go in a, in a bunch of different directions here. 
but my I'm laptop's gonna, gonna die. I'm at zero percent, but keep going. <laughs> All right, well, we could finish up without you if it dies, or you could just get a charger. Who knows? Either one. Charger's uh, upstairs. My last pick is gonna be at the rack at Rutgers. I throw the pass to Weezy. We're up two with you know five seconds, eight seconds, whatever it was. And Geo Baker, it's a step back three over TC. And we call timeout, run the run the tap play at the end of the game. I throw it in. Nicholas tips it to Weezy, bank shot from the corner. Uh, you know, just that that game as a whole was just kind of it was an insane game. And it was it was at a I mean, that was probably the best buzzer beater game I've had. Uh, besides, well, obviously J Bo's, but um, that that game was just insane. So, yeah, that, the, that's the draft. I mean, you got two championships in there. I have more Big Ten, Big Ten stuff. So I, I don't know. I feel like it's a good. I feel like it's a solid good mix. Yeah, it's a good mix. But that that's gonna do it for us, Peyton. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate you. Yeah. We, you know, this was a big episode for us, episode nine, and we, we knew we wanted to have you on at some point. So thanks for joining us. Appreciate you. Really looking forward to From. summer golf and summer workouts with you when we're both back in Iowa City. But That's good. Thanks, brother. All right. Uh, yep. Good seeing you. Quick shout out before we finish up to Haynes Homes again as our sponsor. want to thank them. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for episode nine. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>